All right. Thank you to our worship leaders. Always doing such a great job. Powerful words there. Uh, welcome once again, all of you joining us online. I'm Michael Hayes, one of the pastors here at St. John's, and so glad all of you on campus are joining us as well. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, I'm going to do something. I've done this before a few times. I'm going to throw a phrase out there, and I want you to say the first word that comes to your mind, okay? So I'm going to say the phrase. You're going to say the word. That includes those online. I want to hear it so loud. It's coming through uh, the telephone. Telephone? Through the video, all right? That's old school technology. We are going old school today. I want to let you know. Are you ready for it? Just do it. Nike, exactly. Nike, just do it, right? Looks like Nike knows how to market. Every one of you knew it. But have you ever wondered what the word Nike actually means? Nike is a Greek word, and the New Testament is written in Greek. And so it's Nike, Nikao, Nike, victory is what it means. It means to overcome. It means to conquer. So Nike, just do it, means, hey, overcome, just do it. And the phrase is not actually just a marketing strategy, but I'd argue that it's kind of a philosophy that permeates much of the world, much of our culture, and I'd say every religion outside of Christianity. And we see it all over the place. I mean, you can go back to before Jesus even in art. One of the most famous sculptures of Greek civilizations is this one right here, Nike of Samothrace. It is the goddess of Nike. And in Latin, her name is Victoria. And it was created to honor the goddess Nike. But it was also created to commemorate a victory on the seas, a naval Nike. Now, I'd argue that we love the idea of victory. We love the idea of overcoming the odds. We celebrate it. We celebrate it and we make up stories about it. And it permeates our culture. It permeates films and literature and music and sports and even commercials. We can go back 20 years to a movie that many of us love, The Gladiator, right? I think it's 20 years old. I can't believe that. Anyway, circumstances from outside destroyed his life, right? Maximus rises up in victory. Nike, he overcomes the evil emperor. Stories like Rocky, a classic, right? Circumstances from outside and circumstances and problems from within, but Rocky rises up and overcomes Nike. We love this story so much, there are now eight different Rocky movies, right? Even this movie, Seven Pounds, I know these are older movies, but I like them. I don't know if you ever saw this, but the main character, he actually gets into a car accident and kills people. It's his fault, and he seeks to redeem himself. He seeks to overcome the guilt, to get victory over it in a weird way by giving his own life. All of these stories, and we could name a thousand more, right, in movies and in literature, all of these stories have this common theme. That there's some sort of calamity, some sort of evil, some sort of strife, some sort of brokenness. It exists and it must be overcome. Now, this idea of Nike and victory and overcoming, not only does it permeate stories and literature and movies, but it also permeates the self-help industry, right? Books like this come out all the time, right? Overcoming obstacles, a Navy SEAL's guide to beating adversity and finding success. Every few months, another one comes out about overcoming. We also see this in our music. Speaking of music, speaking of Rocky, how about these lyrics right here? Can you hear it? Rising up, 
all right? Just a man and his will to survive, right? Rocky, Nike, he's going to overcome. I mean, we even see this in our commercials. I remember years ago watching this commercial, and it's so old, it's kind of grainy, but I think that you'll get it when you see it. Check this out. Just do it. Nike, right? Victory. Overcome. I mean, when that commercial came out many moons ago, many moons ago, Lance Armstrong had overcome cancer, if anyone can really overcome cancer. He had won seven Tour de France races. He's out ahead of the trains and the bikers and the buffaloes, and he's leading the geese, and he's in the element, and he's climbing up hills. He's inspiring cancer kids, patients, and he's leading cyclists, and even that little kid on the BMX bike at the end. It's an inspiring commercial, right? The music's behind it. And it's like, yeah, I'm going to get out there today. I'm going to go right across America, right? That sort of commercial, it taps into this desire that is in each of us. Every one of us wants to overcome. We want to overcome the calamities. We want to overcome the sin. We want to overcome the brokenness. We want to come overcome the evil. We want to overcome the disease that's around us, that's in us, that's near us. We want to just do it. Victory. Overcome. Nike. But how do we do it? How exactly are we going to achieve it? By what means? Is it by our birth or our pedigree or our earthly family going to help us? Is it by our connections or our networking? Is it by the money that we have? Is it by some innate power within? I'd argue that these stories and these narratives that inundate our culture, even a commercial like that, it leads you down this road that says, I got to somehow do it on my own. I got to have some sort of innate power within me. I have to overcome by my will and by my determination. I have to have victory and conquer and Nike and just do it on my own. But I'd argue that when we try to just do it that way, we're never really victorious. And we actually never really overcome. And actually, we're frauds, and we're just wearing a pair of fake Nikes. Lance Armstrong, right, is cancer-free. Praise God for that, right? But did he achieve that on his own? Other people in the world that have had cancer wanted healing just as bad as him, but they didn't get it. Has any human ever achieved immortality on their own? Does Lance Armstrong really have Nike? Victory. 
And that commercial depicts him overcoming and leading, and you watch it, and you're inspired, and I'm going to overcome. I'm going to win the Tour de France seven times. I'm going to beat cancer. But by what means? I mean, Lance Armstrong couldn't even live up to the caricature created of himself in that commercial, right? He was found guilty of the most elaborate and sophisticated doping scheme in the history of sport, practically. Stripped of all of his Tour de France titles, stripped of every title from 1998 onward. He fell. As one guy said it, he fell from deity to disgrace. And I'm not trying to put Lance Armstrong down, man. I feel sorry for that guy. Having to live up to that narrative, to live up to the story of Nike, a story that no human being can live up to, there is no gladiator. He doesn't exist. Rocky does not exist. The Lance Armstrong of the Nike commercial does not exist. People do not beat diseases by their own willpower. People do not beat death by their own power within them. When you try to do it on your own, when you try to live up to this narrative that's within our culture and even within our own broken hearts that says, I must overcome, when you do that, you either end up lying to yourself about what you need to overcome and you diminish the power and the, uh, the size of sin in your life and in the world, or you try to sweep it under the rug, all these problems, or ignore them, or you try to cheat and lie your way through it. But in the end, you eventually come to realize that you cannot do it. It's either at your deathbed or when your seven Tour de France titles are taken away from you, or when you're finally honest enough with yourself and you see the immensity of brokenness and sin in the world and in your own life and your own heart, and you admit, I am overcome. I am Nike'd. And my friends, when you're at that spot, that most honest, raw, and transparent place that a human being could be, in fact, our Celebrate Recovery is ramping up again, and that's the first two steps. We admitted that we were powerless. We came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us. And when you get to a place like that, that's when you authentically start to become human being. We need someone else to give us a real pair of Nikes. Not the fake stuff, not the gladiator stuff, not the Rocky stuff, not the Lance Armstrong commercial Nike just do it stuff. And that's what St. John in our reading today, which our church is named after St. John, that's what he's getting out. He's given us a pair of real Nikes. He's given us real victory. He's given us real overcoming. In fact, in our epistle reading, four times he gives us four Nikes in two verses. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. He says, for everyone born of God overcomes. That's the word in Greek. It's Nike. Everyone born of God, Nike's the world. So first off, being born of God has nothing to do with your ability, right? It has everything to do with God's ability. It has everything to do with God's call on your life. It has everything to do with God adopting you into his family. And by being a child of God, that's how you overcome. That's how you have victory over far more than the gladiator, Rocky, or Lance Armstrong ever achieved. John hits it home again in verse 4, the second part. He says, this is the victory. This is the Nike. This is the Nike that has 
Nike. This is the Nike that has overcome the world. What is it? Even our faith. Faith, he says. Not works. Not my willpower. Not my ability to exact revenge on the emperor. Not my ability to run to the top of the steps, right? I've done that before, actually. It was freezing cold outside. <clears throat> it was fun. It was cool. But I didn't have any more victory in my life, right? Faith overcomes. Not my ability within me to overcome the guilt or the shame or the sin in my life or to win the Tour de France or to beat cancer or any other disease. John says victory. He says Nike is all about faith. He says it's not a just do it thing. He says it's a just have faith thing. And it's not this kind of just sort of generic nebulous faith thing. In verse 5, he explains it. He says, who is it that Overcomes, there it is again, the fourth time. Who is it that Nikes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Only. Now in the New Testament, you remember faith and belief and trust, they're basically the same word in the original languages there. And when you see those words from John, you see that they are so freeing. They're gospel, they're life. They tell us that we have victory. They tell us that we have Nike. They tell us that we have overcome, are overcoming, and will overcome far more than any movie or book or song or commercial or statue will inspire us to. And it's all by having faith, by believing in Jesus. It seems too simple. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. That's how we overcome. That's how we have victory. Faith is Nike. Belief in Jesus. That's a real pair of Nikes. Because Christ is the victor. Christ is the only human that can overcome, that can have victory, that can conquer. But how did he do it? It wasn't a gladiator thing. It wasn't a rocky thing. It wasn't a Tour de France thing. It wasn't a self-help thing. My friends, Christ brings a new narrative. He brings a new story. And he exposes and he deconstructs our desire to be the saviors of our own worlds and our desire to rely on ourselves. He frees us. He frees us from that controlling narrative. And he doesn't do it with force. He doesn't do it with might. He doesn't do it with control. He doesn't cheat or lie or maneuver or politic his way through it. He sacrifices. He loves. He speaks the truth. And he gives his life on a cross and the whole world watches. And a new story is born. A new way of living and loving and being. And an identity is given to us. And a peace is experienced. And we receive a power called the Holy Spirit. And through the Holy Spirit's power, we persevere and we endure and we love. And we find a way to see hardship and struggle as a place to explore this new narrative and identity is God's dearly loved children sent into the world 
with a mission. I'm going to invite the band up as I read from Romans, but St. Paul, he puts it kind of a little bit differently than St. John's, but he's saying kind of the same thing. Romans chapter 5, St. Paul says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, he says, We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith, by belief, by trust, into this grace in which we now stand, and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. And not only so, and this is totally countercultural, but we also glory in our sufferings. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. St. Paul says, you see, just at just the right time, when we were still, do you see that word? Powerless. At just the right time when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. That's Nike. That's victory. That's conquering. That's overcoming. That's what Jesus has done for us. Jesus says this, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. Anybody have any trouble in the world right now? Any trouble going on? It's a little bit out there, right? In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome. I have Nike'd the world. Just do it's not going to cut it, my friends. But just having faith in Jesus, the Son of God, who's made you a child of God. That's your victory. That's overcoming. That's conquering. That's Nike. Amen?